Welcome to the Parent Coach Podcast, where family problems are simplified. I'm your host, Brant Noe. I'm a licensed clinical social worker that has specialized working with children and families throughout my career. The intent of this podcast is to help you simplify the challenges you're facing at home, build your self-awareness and insight, offer you advice, ideas, and teach you skills to develop healthy and effective relationships with your children so that you can have hope for their future and the confidence that you can deal with all the challenges that come with growing up. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. This is Brent, and I hope you're having a great day. Today, we're going to go over the skill, if we want to call it a skill, it might actually be really is more of our ability to experience and to sit in another person's pain. And we're going to, and we call this empathy. Empathy is a really hard thing for people to do. Um, it is probably the single most prescribed skill that I teach kids and I teach parents because empathy, it's not really something that's well-developed in what we do. Although we talk about empathy all the time, my general, can, my general thought about it is that people often get empathy wrong. They think that empathy is listening to another person, talk about what's going on, and then helping them get through whatever that challenge is. And actually, that's not empathy at all. There's a part of it that it's empathy, but the, the, the main part gets missed. When I work with a lot of kids and I've worked with a lot of parents, what often happens is that the someone will say, well, this is really bothering me. And then, especially for me as a dad, because I, and I like solving problems as I jump right in and I want to solve the problem and I want to give suggestions and I want to give encouragement. And I go through my, my normal process of being a dad and try to try to just take care of things. And, and that is not what empathy is. Empathy is actually the ability to sit in someone else's pain. And then the key is to acknowledge someone else's pain. And, and it's not just an acknowledgement that the pain is there, but it is actually allowing ourselves to go into that experience and sit in that pain as if that pain were our own pain. And this is, I think, where parents are in the best possible situation to help their children. Because I would say most of the time, the challenges that our kids are facing growing up are challenges that we've had in our lives. And whether or not we've overcome them, this isn't about overcoming those challenges. This is about just allowing ourselves to sit within that pain and acknowledge that our child is experiencing that pain. And this is and not just our child, but our spouses or any other family member. So I think empathy is one of the most useful skills that we can have as human beings. And so today I'm going to go over, uh, it's about a six step process on how to go and and to use empathy correctly to help people. So let me go through this process real quick and then I'll go through it in greater detail. So the first step is to decide whether or not you can actually sit in someone else's pain, that you can be prepared for the unexpected and, and that's normal. So the second step is to be present. And when we're present, we want to be curious and not judgmental. We want to be interested in what they're saying and not conveying a sense of judgment. The third step is that before you respond, you really have to sit and you have to think and feel about how it would be for you to be in this situation. And this is really that place that you might have to jump back to, to square one and say, hey, can I, can I actually sit in this, in this pain that's being communicated to me? The fourth step is to summarize the emotional and the logical content to really convey a sense of understanding The fifth step is to 
evaluate their verbal and nonverbal cues to see if they feel relieved. And the sixth step is to determine that if there is a problem, do they want help solving it or not? And, and I think this is the hardest problem, especially I can say for me, as I think both a man and a, and a dad, and, and even my, like the way I show up as a therapist, is I really like to just help people solve problems. And so oftentimes that I can overlook the idea that whether or not a problem needs to be solved. And sometimes it's literally just sitting within the pain with someone that helps them work through the experience. So these are the six steps we're going to go through and we're going to jump right in. So step one is to evaluate if you're able to sit in someone else's pain. This is really an important place to start. And the reason why is because I can tell you for myself, I am not always ready, willing, and able to, to deal with my kids struggles. It is, it's not always easy because life often has so many different pressures pushing down on you and to actually set aside because in the second step, we want you to be present. And if it's going to be really hard to be present because you're distracted by other relationships, work, money, time, all the challenges that we face as adults, then it might actually be hard for you. So before you try to sit down to listen to someone else's pain, really ask the question, am I okay with sitting in this? Am I ready for this? Because you don't always know what's going to come. And so you really want to prepare for the unexpected because if your child or your spouse brings you something and, and it catches you off guard and you're not ready to sit in it, that can lead to a whole nother issue that is likely not to be solved in that moment and, and can also hurt some feelings. So sometimes you have to, you have to really be conscious of, am I ready for this? And parents, I know that parents want to jump in. There is nothing worse than a as a parent than seeing your kid in pain and feeling absolutely helpless. Like you can't do anything about it. It is the worst feeling. And so we want to know, we want to help. We want to take care of it. We want to do all the things we can do because we hate seeing our children in pain. And so if we're not ready for it, if you are not ready for whatever is going to come your way first, that's okay. You don't always have to bear. I am I've been doing this for a long time. And like I said, there are days that I'm not ready for this. So evaluate whether or not you're ready for it. And if you are great, then you can switch over to being present. And we talk about being present. I have a whole course on this, on building a better relationship with your child, where we talk about how to be present. And I will give you just a brief overview. It really has two kind of key components. One is, is that to be present, you are listening with your eyes with your ears and with your heart. This is why you have to be ready because you need your heart to be open. They need to know that you are taking in their message and understanding the seriousness of what they're saying to you. Even if it doesn't seem that serious to you at that moment, it is serious to them. And the second piece is, and as we're listening and we're being there, we want to really focus on being curious and not judgmental. This is actually a really hard balancing act to have is to not be judgmental because when our kids face a challenge and, and we want to make light of that challenge, the moment we make light of that challenge, we are actually casting judgment. And that judgment is just going to convey a sense of shame or maybe a sense of guilt. But the negative feelings that will come from this are going to do nothing for our child's ability to trust us in the future, to tell us things that they need to tell us, or to listen to our advice or to get help first. 
And so the best way to be in these is to be curious, is to ask lots of questions. And again, if you're asking from your heart, you're asking from a compassionate place, you're asking from the place of empathy, is that you're trying to actually understand how they feel so that you can A, convey that message and then possibly help them should they need help. We're going to move into the next step, which is before you respond, think and feel how you would feel or you would be in that if you were in that situation. Now, this is always the tough one, because like I said, what I find for most parents is that when their kids struggle with something, that struggle was often one of the parents' struggles. And this is the hard part is that then when you get asked to sit in that struggle, this brings up our own junk, our own problems, our own past, our own struggles. This happens quite a bit. It happens to me. It's happened to a lot of parents that I've worked with over the years. So it's hard then to sit in it and allow yourself to feel that feeling, to think those thoughts. Because what we do when we have those feelings, we have those thoughts, we already have a built-in way on how we're going to deal with them. And that's often what we communicate is, again, how to deal with the problem or the challenge that's ahead of you. And when you're trying to, to show empathy to someone else, you actually are doing the opposite. You're trying not to solve the problem. You're actually trying to sit in the problem and you want to acknowledge the pain at which they're in. And not just, oh, I can see why that would bother you. I was working with, with a pair of parents and their, and their child the other day. And the, the daughter was telling me a, a story about some pain that she was experiencing from a, a struggle, a, a difficult relationship. And, and the dad did an amazing job of, of telling her all the good things about her, reinforcing her positive self-image, how much he loves her, how much he trusts her. He, he even went on to say, I can understand why that would bother you. And that was, and that was, a, it was a good, there was nothing bad about his response. But the challenge was, is that he, he didn't actually get to the part where he expressed empathy. And the part where he expressed empathy was just to say, I'm really sorry that that person was so critical of you. I've been in that moment where people have been critical and I know how much pain that causes me. I'm sure you're feeling just as much pain and I know how hard that is. I'm really sorry about that. And so the dad didn't say that. And so I actually said that. And as soon as I said it, uh, the young lady looked at me with a bright smile and gave me a thumbs up. And it was clear that she felt heard and understood. It wasn't about solving the problem for her. She actually already had the same logical thought that her dad did. She just needed someone to understand that she was in pain and to recognize that despite the pain, she was still able to move forward and to, to think positive thoughts, but she didn't know how to work past the pain. And this is why empathy is such an important skill or it's an important way to be in this world is because when you can do that, recognizing and sitting in and, and allowing yourself to experience the pain that someone else might be in and then to convey that really does allow them the freedom because now they don't have to feel alone. Now they don't have to feel like it's just them. And once they can do that, it's easier to let go of the pain. And that's really kind of just the process of identifying it is what we're trying to do. 
So before you respond, think and feel of how it would be for you in that situation. Again, if, if you find yourself getting stuck in this moment, or if you're unsure, or you, you get discombobulated, it's okay to go back to step one. It's okay to, to stop and say, hey, you know what? I'd love to come back to this. Or you can even say and be honest and like, oh man, this is really hard for me to hear this. I imagine if this is really hard for me to even hear this, how hard it is for you to experience this. I think even that amount of like that amount of depth would would do wonders, but it would at least give you a moment to pause and now you realize, oh, I have this pain that I have to deal with and this pain that I have to deal with if I can do that, then I can be the parent I want to be. So once we can once we decide to respond and we we can know how it is, then you just want to provide a summary. When this young lady was talking the other day and she she summarized her experience, my process in that is to think about what is what is actually happening to her. What I thought of was that, oh, she's in a relationship with someone where that person is very critical of who she is. And the criticism that she's taking on, it it causes her a lot of pain. And so that was my response. So I summarized it both in logical, the sense that, okay, someone's being critical. And then I really tried to sit in, what would it feel like if I was criticized or if I had someone in my life who was that critical of me? And, and that wasn't that hard to do because there have been people in my life who've been extremely critical of me. And I know what that pain causes for me. And it's not that I have to say, oh, I understand this pain. I'm going to convey that, not the content, but the context at which I respond. And if you can relay a high level of understanding for someone's emotional experience and and a logical understanding of the experience, these things do amazing things because they, they create hope, they increase a sense of hope, they increase trust, and they reduce anxiety. And, and when you, as you can do those factors, again, it becomes easier for people then to move through and let go of the pain they're holding on to. So we want to summarize that content, practice it, do it in the way that's congruent with you. I like to think of a word, find that word and hit that word as best as I can. Then once you do that, you want to sit back and you want to evaluate. You don't have to keep talking. You don't have to fill in the space. You can let them sit in it for just a little bit. And you're going to start watching for their nonverbal and their verbal cues. Because really what you want them to do is you want them to experience that sense of relief that I'm not alone. This is that I'm not some awful, horrible person, that there's something wrong with me. You want to look for that sign that they've had an experience of relief through receiving an empathic response. Once you see that relief or they communicate that relief, then you know you move on. If not, you want to let them sit in that for a second because hopefully what they'll do is they will tell you or they'll show you that that they haven't yet worked through the pain. See, what often happens is that we think we can problem solve our way through the pain. Uh, If I can just fix this problem, this problem will go away. But that's not really how it works, is that you have to be able to get your, what we're trying to do is we're trying to increase our ability to sit in the pain. 
And sometimes, for even for me, that's been a lot of my life's journey is learning to sit in my own pain. And as I've done that, it's been easier for me to sit in the pain of others, to create the space necessary that allows them that relief that will allow them to move forward. And so we're trying to learn how to sit in the pain. We're not trying to learn how to problem solve. We're not trying to learn how to overcome challenges. Sometimes we just want to sit in the pain and realize it's going to be okay. And so once they show you that sign of relief, once they give you a sense that, hey, I'm okay, then you can start figuring out what to do next. With this young lady, she actually didn't really need the problem solved. There was, there was, she already knew there was nothing she could do to change this relationship because the person in her life was just, that's how they always were. And, and she was going to be, and she realized I'm going to be okay, which is, which is then important because then what we talked about, what the actual, what I prescribed for this family was to continue practicing this experience of her being able to tell her family when she's in pain and her family being willing to sit in the pain with her. And as they can do that, and they do that over and over and over again, they're going to get really good at that process. And as they get good at that process, then they're going to be able to get into to the solutions because they're going to build a deep level of trust. She will be able to trust how they show up in her experience, trust their advice, and try their advice. And at the end of the day, that's what we, that's all we need them to do is that when we give them advice, when we give them guidance, is we need them to trust that guidance. And you build that and you start building that off just with empathy. And then lastly, you got to determine if they need a solution. Again, there's not always a solution needed. And so this is really a crucial step is to find out what can I do to help you? And sometimes the answer is nothing. I'm going to be okay. Sometimes the answer might be, I don't know. And, and we can, you can go back to the one on dealing with difficult problems to kind of find that out when someone says, I don't know. It just means there's a little bit more there. And maybe they just need to sit in it a little bit and they might need another time with you to kind of say, here's how I'm feeling uh, when they say, I don't know. I don't know. It's probably the hardest one. Or maybe they say, here's what the problem I'm facing now is I don't, I'm not sure how to move forward. And that's probably the best response in terms of trying to solve the problem is how can I help you move forward or them saying, I'm not sure how to move forward because that means they want to make movement and now you can help them make that movement. But sometimes there's not every problem we face. There's sometimes there's nothing you can do to move forward. Sometimes there are things you can do to move forward. It, It depends on the situation. So those are really the steps to sit in and allow empathy and to develop that ability to empathize for skill, for a lack of a better word, the skill of empathy. I think for kids these days, for, well, at least the kids I've seen and, and a lot of the kids I know is I think teaching empathy is one of the most important things we need to teach them how to do. Because what it does is it shifts the world from being all about them to understanding the influence and the impact they have on others. And when they can do that, then we talk about decision-making last week, then it becomes easier to shift in decision-making because they realize that they are a part of this big, beautiful world and the role they play is important. So empathy is a really important skill. And so here are the six steps we're going to do. 
Are you able to sit in someone else's pain? Are you prepared for what's expected? That's the first question you got to ask yourself. Because if you can do that, then it allows you the opportunity to be present with them, to be curious about what's going on, not judgmental, to listen with your eyes, your heart, and your ears. Then you're going to, before you respond, once they tell you what's going on, before you respond, you're going to think about what it would be like for you in that situation. You're going to try to think about it, about how hard that would be, and then you're going to try to feel the difficulty. Once you can do that, you're going to use, you're going to summarize their experience by talking about how it would make you feel to be in their shoes. You're going to give them that emotional and the logical response to, sh- to convey a sense of understanding about what it would be like to be stuck in that situation. Then you're going to sit back and you're going to evaluate their verbal and nonverbal cues. You're going to look for that sign of relief. And then once they have experienced the relief, you're going to then figure out whether or not there's a problem to be solved. If there's not, great. If there is, now you can plan and the odds that they're going to be more likely to take action to, to overcome the challenge that's sitting in front of them. If, if you ever get stuck on any of these issues, if, if this can be complicated or you're not sure how to do it, please reach out, schedule a session, and I would be glad to walk you through this and, and the challenge that you or your child is facing. I love seeing parents get better at this stuff because it makes such a huge world of difference in their kids' lives. And if you need any help, reach out to theparentingcoach.com or email me and give me a, a specific problem that we can cover on the podcast so that I can be helpful for you. Other than that, I hope you have a great day and I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to the podcast today. I hope you realize that even thinking how your relationship with your child could be better is an important step in the process. If you'd like more information on building a strong relationship with your child, go to theparentingcoach.com to learn more. Please subscribe to the podcast or visit Brant the Parenting Coach on Instagram and Facebook. Have a great day.